0: and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm your host, Jan M. Flynn, and if awards were given out for overthinking, I might just get the Nobel Prize. But if your mind tends to run away with you, too, maybe you'd be right in line with me. If that's true, sometimes you need a recess from the voices in your own head. So once a week, I invite you to take a break and listen to the ones in mine. Speaking of Inside Voices, I'm sincerely interested in yours. If you've got comments on this show or thoughts about what I might overthink on an upcoming episode, I really do want to hear from you. You can email me at here's a thought 8 at gmail.com. Don't worry, you won't get put on a mailing list, and I'll never share your address, unless you want me to. Or you can contact me via my website, janmflynn.net, or if you're still into Twitter, shoot me a DM. At Jan M. Flynn author, you'll find those links in the episode notes, and I hope you will reach out. Overthinking, as you know if you tend that way, is a close cousin to worrying. If you're good at one of them, you're good at the other one. As for me, I'm not just humble bragging when I say I am an A-plus worrywart. I could give a symposium on catastrophic thinking, if anybody would invite me to. So here's one thing I've learned about worry. The tricky thing about it is that no matter what it is we're fretting about, it's almost always the wrong thing. This is because, although compared to most other mammals, we have great big brains, we nevertheless have little tiny perspectives. It's like we're trying to view the universe through a keyhole, and it's the stuff outside the keyhole, the stuff we can't see or perceive, that's most likely to get us. Many years ago, I lived in a rickety old house whose kitchen side window had a view of the garbage cans in the side yard. I heard odd scuffling one afternoon, so I peered out that side window and saw a mouse that had somehow ended up in one of the trash cans. This little bitty mouse kept trying to climb up a wad of crumpled newspapers so he could jump to freedom, but every time he got close, the papers buckled under his weight, and he had to start all over again. Still. He didn't give up, and with each try, he got a little closer. But here's what the mouse couldn't see. On the other side of the trash can, staring up hungrily, was the neighbor's cat. That's what I'm talking about. This week in particular, whatever you were worrying about, you probably should have been worrying about something else. I don't blame you. You've had a lot on your mind. I mean, that's an assumption on my part, but I feel safe in making it. Right now, how can any thinking person over the age of 18 months not have a heavy load weighing on their noggin? There's just so much to worry about. The climate behaves like it's suffering from bipolar disorder, which is all our fault. But now you're out of eggs, and the only handy way to get more is to enlarge your carbon footprint by driving to the store and paying, like, 18 bucks for another dozen. Just when you'd resigned yourself to California's never-ending drought... It's inundated by a series of atmospheric rivers, as though the mighty Mississippi and the St. Lawrence Seaway decided to take turns ascending into the sky, heading west, and dumping their loads on the Golden State. Meanwhile, people in Buffalo are probably still trying to tunnel out of their snow-blocked driveways. Any exposure to the news media is an invitation to whiplash. The economy is getting better, except we're headed for a recession— The Ukrainians are beating the Russians, except the Russians don't know that, so they keep extending the agony. Inflation is coming down, including gas prices, which would be great, except that now we'll just keep driving our gas-guzzling cars every time we run out of eggs. Then there's the mind-bending exercise of trying to understand how a single individual could simultaneously be a Wall Street maven with a fake Goldman Sachs pedigree and a former Brazilian drag queen with questionable citizenship status. And get elected as a congressman from a New York district that went for Joe Biden by 8% in 2020. If George Santos doesn't make your head spin, you're Yoda. Or maybe Kevin McCarthy. Instead, you should have been looking up. Now, if you haven't seen Don't Look Up, the star-studded film from 2021, I recommend it. Critics carped that its parody was a bit heavy-handed, with its storyline about a comet heading on a collision course toward Earth. Well, last week, that almost happened, while you and I were worrying about other things. Okay, I may be exaggerating a tiny bit, but unless NASA, the New York Times, and NPR were all pulling our collective leg, the fact is that an asteroid named 2023 BU whizzed past our home planet— at a distance of 2,200 miles. In space terms, that's close enough to tickle the whiskers on a cockroach, which, if that cosmic skipping stone had been any bigger or any closer, might be the dominant form of life on Earth. NASA scientists are blithe about the near-miss. The asteroid, they point out, was only about the size of a moving van. Even if it had somehow wobbled out of its expected course and hit us, it would have burned up in the atmosphere, in an entertaining fireball, with its remaining bits falling as little bitty sparkly meteorites. All good. Pardon me if I'm less than reassured. BU 2023, the aforementioned close-shave asteroid, was only discovered the previous Saturday by an amateur astronomer from Crimea— whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. The same guy, according to the NPR story, has previously been credited with discovering a number of comets and asteroids, including the first confirmed interstellar comet. Why this guy is considered an amateur and nobody's paying him for his expertise as a head-scratcher, the point is, who knows what else is up there hurtling toward us. NASA's scout system who knew there was such a thing, got right to work and within days figured out that BU-2023, as Scouts developer David Farnoccia said, would make, quote, one of the closest approaches by a known near-Earth object ever recorded. Here's how close. According to the NPR article, BU-2023 came about 10 times nearer to Earth's surface than our own cloud of geosynchronous satellites. So, what if... Now, what if is the mantra of every worrywart worth their salt? And upon discovering the above information, what this very salty worrywart immediately wanted to know was, what if BU-2023 had been of more average girth for an asteroid, which is around 600 miles in diameter, and what if it had wobbled off its course just a teensy bit, enough to send it crashing into the Earth? What would NASA do about that? Not to worry, says NASA. They've got a plan. The agency has recently been putting more resources toward planetary defense for just such an eventuality. As NPR's piece says, last year, NASA even tested a just-in-case plan to ram an asteroid, if it someday becomes necessary, to redirect an object away from Earth. Thank you. But I'm worrying anyway. I mean... What's the point of fretting about climate change and George Santos and the price of eggs? And if I'll ever get a novel published or whether the dress I bought for the black tie event we're going to next week looks okay from the back. I mean, my husband says it does, but what's he supposed to do? You get what I'm saying? If an asteroid is just going to come along and blow us all to space dust. How do I know our friend the amateur astronomer in Crimea won't, any day now, notice another and much bigger space rock headed directly toward Earth? Will he do so in time to wake up the folks at NASA so they can activate their ACME space ram to nudge the thing out of our way? If so, how can I assume that everything will go nicely to plan so I can go back to worrying about how to keep my false eyelashes from peeling off at the corners of my eyelids in the middle of the black tie event? It is often said that 99% of the things we worry about never happen. I call that one hell of a success rate, Based on that estimation, it's clear that worrying is a supremely effective activity, and it's one to which I intend to continue to devote myself. In the interests of the greater good, I propose to stop worrying about how my backside looks in that evening dress and focus my fears instead on approaching asteroids. I invite you to join me. When the world wakes up one morning and realizes that a giant space rock still hasn't hit us, then the world can say, Thank you. And we'll say, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. And if you haven't yet, I hope you'll subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. As a podcast listener, you have a lot of influence. It really helps other folks find our show when you tell your friends about it and leave a nice review or a star rating. And remember, I'm always eager for your input. Check the show notes for easy ways to contact me. So until next time, may all the bad stuff you worry about never come true. May your path in life remain free of random space objects, and may all your thoughts be good ones.